Hey guys, I'm Rain, and welcome to Web Chats, where we find the most interesting people on the internet and bring them on to hear their stories. Some of the topics we cover can be funny, interesting, maybe even a little weird, and we do get into some pretty heavy topics, things like substance abuse, suicide, sex abuse, domestic violence. So a quick trigger warning, if you're sensitive to any of those things, you're going to want to think about that before you proceed with any of our episodes, because sometimes it comes up a little bit unexpectedly. If you hear me giving advice to anybody on the show, it's just coming from my own personal experiences and it's coming from my heart, but I am not a trained professional. I've been through a lot in my life. I've seen a lot. I've known a lot of people, so I have a lot to pull from, but I am not a trained professional. The last thing before we get into the show is I want to share a few resources that may be useful for you or somebody you know. So the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255. The National Child Abuse Hotline. 800-422-4453 and 24-hour drug and alcohol abuse support line including an optional 24-hour admittance to rehab is 877-987-6071. Okay, now let's get into the show. Web chats connected. Hey everybody, I'm Rain and welcome back to Web Chats. Thank you for joining me for another fantastic episode. This is one of my highlights of my week is bringing this show to you guys. So I hope that it's one of the highlights of your week. This week we've got Gene. This is actually a conversation I recorded a few months back. It's one of the first ones we did, but I took a while to post it. Um, I'm going to be honest, it's partially because of all the racial stuff that came up with Ahmaud Arbery. Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd. I felt like maybe covering this topic the way we did here might have been a little bit insensitive during those times, so I held off on it. But I still think that some of the things that we discussed here were really important and need to be heard. So here this episode is. Now, I originally started this conversation with Gene because he was having some custody issues, and that's what I wanted to talk about. He was saying that you know his daughter's mom wasn't letting him see his kid, and he was going through some struggle about that. So after a quick chat on Facebook, I invited him to come on the show. And that's what we talk about. But this conversation went into a few different directions that I didn't anticipate. Starts talking about things that he went through as a kid, talks about his custody issues, and then we get into something else that I noticed on his Facebook He had posted a video of a black guy waving a Confederate flag and saying, if you think this is racist, then F you or something like that. And I really wanted to get into that to understand what he meant and try to actually understand the mentality of somebody living in the South, what their views are around the the Confederate flag, racism. So we got into that for the second half. I hope that you'll enjoy this conversation with Gene. Make sure you follow us at Web Chats Podcast on Instagram and go to patreon.com slash webchats if you want to support. Enjoy my conversation with Gene. Turn on my video real quick. Okay, here I am. All right, man. Thanks for joining me. Uh, you doing all right, huh? About as good as I can, baby. I hear that. I hear that. So, uh, so yeah, so I want to talk to you about a couple things, and I'm glad that you were able to take a second to just hang out. Um, First thing is, as I know you were like, right now we're putting together this episode or actually a couple episodes about custody issues. And I've just been going online and like finding people who have stories. I have my own story too. Like I was just telling you a second ago, we were messaging and I've heard some really upsetting shit, 
you know, like kids getting beaten by the other parent's boyfriend, uh, people paying child support and not seeing their kids, parents accusing the other parent of rape or abuse just to like get custody. Like I've heard some horrible shit. What's, what have you got going on? Yours might not be as bad as some of the stuff I've heard, but just what have you been struggling with? Uh, my do- our daughter's mother is really a role bitch, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. Uh, she left me August of 18. Mm-hmm. Since August of 18 till now, I've had our daughter maybe not even five times. Fuck. Over a year. Oh, wow. Fuck, man. So you've had your daughter five times. How old is she? Uh, she turns five November. Okay. And how does this, so how does this happen? You guys split up, you haven't had your kid and, and like, like how did that happen? And why is this happening to you? Honestly, I have no idea. Hell, does, she, uh, does she give you any reason at all when you ask her or like what, like what's her deal? Shit. All I know is I came in from out of town because I was doing shutdowns at a time and all their shit was gone. And there was a note on the damn door saying they're gone. Oh man. And so how did you find him again? You like you still had her number? You were just like, where'd you go or what? Uh yeah. Uh she uh, I met her seeing what was up and uh they were she was at her mother's house. Uh-huh. So she's just been making it difficult. Now, like does she has a boyfriend now or no? She's got a fuck buddy. Okay. Is he around a lot or is your kid around him? Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about that? I mean, it is what it is. As long as some bitch does what he needs to do as a man and they he's, don't have a fucking problem doing it. I mean, he's not dangerous to your kid at all. No, that's good. That's good. I like, my, I have, I have four kids and I raised three of them. And one of them, I, you know, obviously <laughs> I did the the best I could to raise him, but he grew up with his mom and she got remarried to a guy who was a real fucking bad influence. And long story short, that's my oldest and he's almost 18 and he's in jail right now. Like he just went down a real fucked up path trying to follow his stepdad or whatever. And you know, like his stepdad was young when he came in the picture, he probably didn't even realize the influence he would have on my son. But, uh, and he, so he wasn't like particularly dangerous to him, but he was just a really fucking bad influence. So like, that's something that I always think about when I'm talking to other people who have a parent in the picture or like a step parent is like, yeah. but, you know, like what effect do you think he's having on your kid? But you probably aren't even around enough to really know what's going on because they're kind of keeping you out of the picture, right? I've met the dude face to face once. Do you, do you, do you, uh, were you guys cool or do you feel like punching him or just like indifferent? Hey, seems like a th- soft ass snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I had a hard time with, with, with uh, my son's stepdad because he was like a real tough guy. So he kind of yeah. felt like intimidated by me and always felt like he had to challenge me. So it was always coming out of nowhere. Uh, but one time I just told him like, look, man, like all this, we talk a lot back and forth and I'm not like a real, I don't like, I'm not a physical kind of guy. I'm a mental guy, but I, but it was just, he kept bringing it to me. And I just, at some point was like, look, I know you have those boxing gloves in your backyard. Let's just put them on and, and get it over with so you can get this out of your system. And that's when he finally backed off of me because he didn't actually want to do that. So once I yeah. told him, like, let's just do it, then he stopped doing that. And after that, we were okay. So, okay. So, so, but you just told me, though, that she finally dropped your kid off. And are you with your kid now? You have a, I'm sorry, son, daughter? 
Daughter. Daughter. Okay. So are you with your daughter now? Yeah, she's uh, she's playing, and uh, right now my girlfriend's watching her. How do you feel about that? You hyped or what? Dude, <laughs> I was ready for 10 o'clock to hit to where I could go on and get the fuck off clock and head out to head out two hours away to go get her. Oh, man. I know that's a fucking good feeling, man. I know that's a good feeling. With my oldest son, you know, I was kept away from him a lot. In similar situations, actually, I was just going to tell you about that, but... Anytime I did finally get to get back together with him, it was just the best feeling. Now your daughter is young, so you don't have to deal with this as much. But here's the thing that starts to happen as they get older. And if you still keep that amount of distance, then it's actually like almost a little awkward when you finally do get to pick them up again because they haven't seen you and they're disconnected from you. And they're like, not necessarily who are you, but you kind of have to like start talking to them almost like a stranger a little bit like, so yeah. what have you been up to? How's school? It's like fucking weird. Um, but so 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 you haven't seen your daughter yet since, or you just picked her up, dropped her off, and now you're going to go back home and, and be with her or what? Uh, I picked her up last night. She, uh, her mother told me I can keep her till I felt like bringing her back. Wow. Out of nowhere, huh? Yeah. What do you think's going on with that? That seems weird. Honestly, I... I can't believe a word that comes out of her mouth because it's constant lies and bullshit. So yeah, I know uh, she had CPS called out uh-huh. and then I called uh, a week ago because <clears throat> last year or last summer around July, her and my daughter was staying out of town at her, uh, my daughter's mother's biological dad's trailer. Mm-hmm. And whenever they moved back in with their, uh, with her actual mother and everything, uh-huh. uh, she's gonna, my daughter at three years old at the time said that Papa touched her. Um, I don't think I need to say any more on that, but. Wow. Who so that's she, that your, your daughter said this, that the grandpa touched her. Yeah. Fucking a. Okay, first reaction. What's your first reaction when you find that out? When they when uh, I got called and told, just as calm as I'm talking to you, I said I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. Dude, I don't know how. I have two daughters. I cannot imagine those words leading leaving their lips. I would fucking lose my mind. When I'm that pissed that I'm that calm, it's it's not good. No. I know exactly. And the only thing that has me out of jail right now for murder is that I didn't have a way to his fucking house. I feel like this, right? And like, because I haven't been through what you've been through with that. And I and and that's the thing. That's like the quintessential thing that every father talks about. If somebody ever touched my kid, especially if you have daughters, like if somebody ever touched my kid, I'd kill him. And then you get to the, God forbid you do, but you might end up in that situation where that actually happens. And I feel like, because everybody I think walks through that scenario, like imaginary in your mind, like if that happened, what would I do? And you're like, I'd fucking kill him. But then you're like, but wait a minute, would I really? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's tough because it's like, I feel like that's the biggest conflict is like on one hand, you go kill this guy because he touched your kid. But you know that means now you're probably in prison for the rest of your life. And now have you done something even worse to your kid because now they don't have a dad? Like, did you have to deal with that? Or is that a thought that you had to deal with too? Or how did you, you know, did that thought? I had uh, all my, the people who care about me bringing that to my mind, to my thought. 
Yeah. But the shit, I was hardly in her fucking life as it was. Hell, she wouldn't be missing shit. Right, 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 right. So what stopped you, like, until right now? Like, because right now you could go do that. Did you just eventually calm down and just go, okay, that happened, we got to move on? Or, like, where do you go from there? Uh, I actually don't have a that way there. Like You still don't know. So if you found him today, would you – do you do you feel like you would hurt him? And I mean, obviously, this isn't the kind of thing where you're scared to record it because, like, if you're going to do that, you're not even worried about getting caught. You're like, "Fuck you! I'm going to kill you! I'm going to prison!" Like, is that? Do you still feel like if the guy showed up at your door right now, you would do that? Without a doubt. Wow. Wow. No, not with my daughter being here or anything like that, but without a doubt, because right. that hits home for me. Because when I was a kid, about five, six, seven years old, I was fucked with sexually mm. by teenage dudes. So that hits home for me. Wow. And I know how bad that fucked me up. Wow, dude. Wow. That's so fucked up. It, 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 it shocks me how many people have dealt with that. It's almost, it seems like more than not. I feel like it's just some people are brave enough to actually acknowledge it and admit it and other people not to say anything bad about them but they're still having a hard time being able to come to grips with the fact that that happened so they can't even say it the fact that you're able to say that i commend that i commend you for that tell me about that a little bit if you if you're willing to open up and say kind of what happened and and what age were you how did you feel after that what happened i i was Four or five years old. You remember? And uh, three three of our neighbors, mm-hmm. uh, they were teenagers. John, John, DJ, and Taylor was oh, their fucking name. Yeah, wow. Well, uh, me and my brother, we'd be out back playing or whatever, and my brother would go inside and get some water or whatever. He'd be inside for a good minute because he has asthma and he's got medical disabilities. Mm-hmm. Well, at five years old, you don't know what the fuck's going on. You're not aware that it's not right. You, I mean, you have the feeling, but you're not actually fully aware. Right. I have a five-year-old and, son uh, right now. Sir? I said I have a five-year-old son right now, so I know that age and that kind of level of understanding that you're talking about. Hell, that was even that was before internet is as fucking open as it is now. Right, that was yeah, back when dial up was still a thing. Right, so we had even less kind of understanding of the world. My five year old son now yeah. is on Instagram and posting videos and shit. So okay, go ahead. And uh, didn't know what was going on, but after years of maturing and actually realizing. Mm-hmm. It it just fucked me up mentally. So you're so you're saying your brother would go inside and get some water. You're left alone with these dudes, and 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 if you if you're not comfortable saying, but what? So what did they do? Did they actually like? I don't even want to go there with you because that's just fucked up. But but so at some point though, you looked back at that, and you were able to. Well, it, it, it's not that I really looked back at it. It just, it never went away mentally. Mm. So at the time you knew it was wrong. And then as you continue to live on, go on, that feeling, that, that feeling or those events stayed with you and it just kind of grew for you to, to fuck with you more and more. You realize. Yeah. Really, okay. And how do you feel like it affected you? 
Well, I can say it, it didn't have, and the way I am and how I am, it didn't affect me in a bad way at all because mm-hmm. I've got so much fucking respect. Uh, I could give two shits less on having sex. It's nice. It feels good. But honestly, it's the last thing on my mind when I go to sleep. Mm, mm. And you think that's partially because of that or you think that's in spite of that? Um, pr- partially because of it, mm. because it's so easy for especially bigger men like me. I'm six foot four, muscular built. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for a woman to say, so, uh, especially a guy my size, my build, mm-hmm. to say they feel pressured or anything like that. Mm. Mm. I didn't think about it that way because you're just an intimidating kind of dominating uh, uh, presence. And yeah. so for, it, it and would I, be very easy for somebody to say that they felt uncomfortable or that you pressured them into something. And so you don't want to ever be put in that light of yeah. kind of like a predator or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. I never thought about that. I'm five nine and I don't have that problem. <laughs> well, I mean, I've also got a uh, beard, a resting dick face. Okay. Uh, don't really show much emotion facially or. So, 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 but any other ways that you felt like that, that, uh, that what happened to you as a kid has, has it affected your relationships at all? Do you have any trust issues because of that? I feel like that's a common thing that comes from that is, is it's hard for you to trust people or feel safe around people. Is that, does that happen with you? Not relationship wise, Mm -hmm. but uh, friend wise, like with guys, like if I don't get a good Mm -hmm. vibe from you, Mm. Or I don't get a good feeling about you. I'm not going to fuck with you. Right. Which is a and good thing. You should be that way anyway. Yeah. I, I'm, my gut and my instincts are never fucking wrong. Mm. Did you have a gut feeling about what was happening to you as a kid? And did that, did you, you know, because I've had situations when I was younger that something was happening. I had a gut feeling that this was a bad situation. I should get out of it. I went against my gut. The bad thing happened. And all it really did was teach me to like never never overlook that gut feeling that you're getting. Did that kind of same thing happen with you? Honestly, I I can't even say it did because mm. at that time, everything was still unknown. Right. Like, right. How did it stop? How did that stop happening? I, fuck, I guess just when I reached a certain age to where they knew if they persisted that it would cause them uh punishment problems like jail and shit like that it wasn't safe anymore for them they couldn't take advantage yeah of it anymore. Mm, mm. where are those dudes now do you, are they still are you still in the same town do you know where they are have you come in contact with them all or no they live in mississippi i live in louisiana now okay uh do you have any kind of like i i feel like if, if that happened to me i don't know if i'd be obsessed per se but i feel like i'd want to find them on facebook look at their face i feel like I don't know if I'd be able to approach him and I can't even try to relate because I haven't been through that. So forgive me. I don't mean to, you know, assume anything, but I'm just, I wonder <clears> if I'd, I'd, I'd be obsessed with like wanting to just find them, look at their face, say something to them. I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel about that. How do you feel about them? Do you think about them at all? Last year when I actually told my mom, mm. Uh, shortly after I looked up one of the guys because, uh, 
his twin brother or his brothers, they're twins. They were good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. So, so I went through their Facebook, looked him up and, uh, sent him a message. Mm. It, it shows he read it, but he never replied back. Mm. He doesn't want to open mean, that can of worms. He's like, you were, yeah. you, that was something they did when, I mean, how old were they? They were teenage. They were in high school, man. They were back fucking teenagers. Wow. Um, but that's a door that they were probably hoping it, hoping would stay closed and never get opened again. So for you to rear your ugly head from the from the past and be like, "Hey, I'm still here, and I know what you did," that's probably pretty scary, right? For them, probably so. I wonder how they feel about that. That's fucking crazy. But the other two, I. Do- Shit, uh, I don't know DJ's actual full name or real name or anything. And all I know about the other dude is his name was, uh, he went by John John. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't find shit from that. No, you're not going to find a John John. But yeah, but wow. That's, that's so, so do you feel like you need closure from that? Or, or you know, would you still try to pursue, uh, you know, getting answers from those guys or anything? Or is it just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm moving on and, and I don't care to ever talk to them again? Or how do you feel about that? Shit, what's done is done. You can't change it. All you can do is live with it, cope with it, move on from it. Respect. Respect. You're having a, you're, you're dealing with it really well. I feel like there's a lot of people who it fucks them over way worse than how you're dealing with it. Right. Like I, you know, there's some people who never recover from that. They end up just fucked up on drugs. Can't have any relationships. Just basically they lose it from there. So I think maybe consider yourself lucky that somehow you were able to cope with it. A lot of it has to do with the mindset like the mindset of somebody on how they deal with the shit and go about their life with it and everything else. Hmm. Now, yeah, I was, I was bullied as a kid. I was fucked with hard because my size, I was always a bigger dude. Hmm. And, uh, I've tried killing myself a few times. I've, I've used to cut myself. I mean, Hmm. but that was fuck nine years ago now. Hmm. I mean, after a while, or for me anyway, it's. I mean, what's the point of holding on to the pain of it? All it's going to do is continue to tear you down and make you feel worthless. You you need to fucking go, move on, and carry on with your fucking life. And what helped me out a lot was when uh, I found out that my ex was pregnant with our daughter. Mm. like that 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 really gave me an actual meaning to my life Mm. because up until then uh if i would have been able to get my ged i would have uh went to the military okay that's some bitch to be in the military is some bitch you ain't got shit to live for yeah some bitch you ain't got shit to live for ain't got ain't scared of nothing he ain't scared to die right i mean and that's a and lot that's of our that's a lot of our that's a lot of our young kids end up in the military like that. I grew up in a military household. My stepdad is from South Florida, a uh, white guy from South Florida. Love him to death. He raised me and uh and same thing, you know, when you don't have shit going on, you just that's the that's the go-to especially in the south. Just join the military, you know. Well, my it really wasn't I didn't have much going on. Hell, I just I didn't have a damn thing to live for. 
Mm. Like, hell, I was, I'm not scared. I wasn't scared of death. We say, you're going to die. You're going to die. You can't stop it. I mean. So what, what, and, and, and that's, and I appreciate you sharing this with me. I fucking love you, dude. Already. Like, I just love your story. I love your positivity. I love where you are. And I'm wondering if we can dive deeper on this one place, because a lot of people deal with thoughts of suicide. I have friends that have tried to commit suicide. I've at one point thought about it when I was about 14, 15, because family problems I was having. And how did you pull yourself through that to get to where you are right now? I mean, I know that you had your daughter and that changed your perspective. Me having my daughter, my first daughter completely changed my life completely. Like I, you wouldn't even recognize me uh, 12 years ago before my first daughter was born. Wouldn't even recognize. I can't even believe it's the same person. Yeah. I could say the same thing. You know what I mean? I can't even believe that my, when I think about my past life, I can't even believe it's me. And so, but, but now I'm thinking about you were in this bad place, dark place, you have a kid, then your kid gets taken from you. How do you not go back to that dark place or not completely taken from you, but, but partially, right? Like it's been for the last year, you really haven't seen your kid besides a couple of times. Does that start to bring you back to a bad place or is that a door you've already closed and you're not going back there now? It's hard and it's hard as hell. And, uh, I messaged my sister about this uh, about a week ago because my girlfriend, she has two kids. Mm. She has two boys. Uh, Her youngest boy is with her ex, her baby daddy. Mm -hmm. And uh, her oldest one, he is uh, with her parents because whenever she split up with her baby daddy, uh, she didn't really, he kept her vehicle. Mm. So she wasn't able to take uh, take her oldest back and forth to school and shit like that. Okay. <clears throat> so she did what she had to do to make sure he could get back and forth and shit like that. Okay. And uh, her going to see him, pick him up, uh, pick up her oldest, go to see her youngest, and shit like that. After a while, it, it gets to you mentally, right? Because there's that contact with their kids while you're sitting here with a fucking thumb up your ass, mm. just going off of fucking memories and shit. You got, you got a yours. Right. So it keeps, and I did, it I keeps didn't it really the forefront of your mind that like, while she's seeing her kid, you're not seeing yours. Yeah. But it's, it wasn't like jealousy or nothing sure. like that. It, it was just more of a, what the fuck did I do to deserve what the hell that I'm getting? Mm. Because, yes, we had arguments. Every relationship has their arguments. But for the four years me and her was together, she didn't have to work. She didn't have to worry about a roof or anything. I supported her and our daughter right. with no problem. I didn't, it didn't bother me one bit. Right. It was a family. Yeah. Right. Um, so have you thought about going to court in this time? I want to, but I'm not uh, financially able to. Last year, I broke my wrist and I got uh, let go from the job I was doing shutdowns for. Mm -hmm. And uh, I pretty much spent all of last year, all except for maybe five or six months 
without a job, uh, with a job. But dude, it doesn't, it doesn't cost any money. Like you don't have to have a lawyer. You're a good dad. But with court fees, like a hundred bucks, I'll pay the court fee for you. I'm not bullshitting. I'll send you a hundred bucks for the court fee. If it'll help you straighten out your situation, because you need that. And your daughter needs that. With that being said, if I take the bitch to court, uh-huh. uh, her family is going to do whatever the fuck they can, mm-hmm. get lawyers, whatever the fuck they got to do. All they can say is no, though. You're already not seeing your kid, so. Well, I mean, got nothing to lose, not just really. that. Uh-huh. Uh, when I lost my job, my mm-hmm. the fucking motor in my truck blew up. Mm-hmm. I was going from West Monroe to Oak Grove, which was uh, like 90 miles away, to go and see my daughter one day. And I blew the rear main out and uh, had to pretty much drive it about halfway with no oil. Mm -hmm. And it blew my motor. Uh, Didn't have a way to get back and forth to find new jobs or anything. I I was fucked all the way around. Yeah. I lost my house. I, I lost everything. Wow this year uh as of right now i've got two bench warrants for failure to appears for uh two unpaid tickets uh-huh i'm still playing catch up on everything right because as it says right now one i still don't have my own way to go my girlfriend thank god for her mm. she gets me back and forth to work we we work it with the same company but i work in it uh I work in Arkansas instead of Louisiana because minimum wage is higher. Mm. But I'm only getting like 30 or so hours a week, pays every two weeks. And now with the coronavirus bullshit going on, my hours got dropped to, dude, I might as well just sit the fuck at the house. It costs you more to get to work, huh? It's getting there. Uh, my check that hits tomorrow is only going to be 200 and something dollars. Holy shit. Yeah. That's On top rough. of that, we, my rent, our rent is 400. That's rough. Our, our landlord said we could, uh, as long as it's completely paid off by the end of the month. Well, we only, I only get paid twice this month. Well, they got a thing right now that nobody can get evicted. I know, but I mean, the way I look at it, if you're behind in rent, even if it's over shit like this, yeah. You're still going to have to fucking play catch up. Yeah, no, for sure. It's going to be rough. But so what does that have to do with you getting take, going to court, though, for your daughter? I just want to make sure I draw a clear line from there. because I, I, you have uh, the, the, More than likely, if I go to court right now, I'm going to be booked for the failure to appear. Oh, for the bench warrants for the tickets. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty easy to clear up, though, too, right? Like, as long as with the bench warrants for tickets, unfortunately, I have a lot of experience with this. As long as you show up before they catch you, you're good. They don't want to take you to jail for that shit. But as long as you show up and just say, hey, I got these tickets, you know, I need some time on it or whatever, just show up and they'll renew it, give you a new court date or whatever. But if they catch you before you catch them, that's when they might take you to jail. It's been well over. It's been a year since the tickets were due. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know how they deal with that shit in Louisiana. I'm from California, so uh, it might be nicer out here. I, I got a second job working at a gas station, but doing graveyards. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
the cops, they'd come in left and right, and I, I got to know some of them pretty well. And I, stra- and I straight up asked them, and my first statement was, I hope like hell this don't fuck me in the end. <laughs> and I asked him, uh, and I was straight up with him. I got a couple bench warrants for failure to appear for uh, two unpaid tickets, a speeding ticket, and no inspections ticket. Uh-huh. Well, what I have to do about getting that cleared up and everything, he said, well, you're going to have to turn yourself in and get pro- uh, booked or processed or whatever it is, and then bail out. Right. So that's going to cost some money. Yeah. Okay. I, shit, I don't. Here's a question I have, and this is like kind of changing subjects a little bit. And this is because you, you've shared a lot with me and I, and, uh, and I like you. So don't, and I hope you don't take this the wrong way. It's a curiosity that I have. And I think a lot of people have, so it's a little bit different of a topic. What is it, baby? Hold on one minute, boss. Yeah. yeah. What is it, baby? Hey. Uh-huh. That's because he's out there mowing, baby. You don't need to get your sinuses messed up, okay? Daddy. Hey, just stay inside for a few minutes till they get done, okay, baby? Whenever they get done mowing, we and you go outside and play, okay, baby? It won't be much longer, okay? You want me to go put a movie on? Yeah. All right, come on. I don't have Peppa the Pig, baby. <laughs> How about I find, put it on Boss Baby? <laughs> <laughs> I like Boss Baby. A Netflix, a series. Yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> Here you go, baby. You're welcome. Oh, she's so sweet. Yeah, she's only four years old, and she is smart as a son, as a man. She is too sweet. Oh, my God. Uh, good for you, bro. Okay, so here, here's a question. And I think you can, at this point, hopefully you can see where this is coming from, because, like, we've built a natural rapport. I'm like you. I don't bullshit. I don't pretend to like people. I actually genuinely like you. Uh, and I, and it doesn't take me long to figure that out. So I'm saying all that because I don't want you to take it the wrong way when I ask you this. Dude, I'm open-minded if you can't tell. No, for sure. So I was on your Facebook, and I saw a video you posted of that black dude with the Confederate flag, and the guy's like, he's like, and you posted something like, uh, your comment was like, if you think this is racist, then fuck you, or something, whatever, whatever you said, whatever you said. And... And I want to ask you about that because I think it's interesting. And we're actually going to start working on a couple of episodes about race. So this is, even though it's not really connected to your story, I just want to, because I'm interested about it. I want to know, what do you mean by that? What do you mean? Like when you post a video of a black dude with the Confederate flag, and just to let you know, I really don't, I have feelings about it, but I don't have any typical feelings about it. I just think it's interesting. Tell me how you feel about that Confederate flag and what it actually means to you. Okay. I've, I don't d- do or say anything half-cocked. I've did my research. I've looked into history. I've looked into a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Because for a lot of people, that is a touchy subject. Right. I was born and raised in the South. So, hell yeah, I'm going to fly with that damn flag. Okay. That people, 
think a lot of people think that flag stood because the South did not want to give up slavery. Right. No, we did not want to conform to the Union. Mm. The South was actually the very first to have slaves that owned their own fucking land. Mm. Just like with the Democrats and Republicans, the Democrats were the ones that were all for slavery. Mm. The Republicans really didn't want it, but through history and misinterpretation and people not really wanting to do their research and shit, they've lost that. And a lot of people think that the Confederate flag stands for slavery because okay. that's what they were all taught. That's what, hell, that's what we were even taught in school. Right. So let me ask you this, because this is what I this is what I gather from you. I've known you for all of 30 minutes. Right. So my opinion means nothing. But this is what I gather from you. You're not a racist guy. You're a sweet guy. That's what I gather from you. Now, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this. What? But if you're going to act ignorant, I'm going to call you how you are. If I'm acting, go on and call me white trash. Right. It ain't going to hurt my feelings. None. Yes, I understand that term has been used for several, several wrong things. But when I, right. I don't mean it racist or nothing like that. It, you need to quit acting fucking ignorant. So do you say the word nigger? Yeah, if you're acting ignorant towards me for no damn reason, yes. So if so, okay. Like, give me a scenario where you would say the word and know that you're in a place where I'm not like, I'm not about to argue with you because I don't like that. To, to me, that word doesn't mean anything. I don't get offended by it. I actually think it's shocking that people still let that word bother them as much as they do. But give me, give me a scenario where somebody might, where somebody might do something that would make you say that. Or when's the last time you used that? What was that scenario? Okay. Uh, last time was, uh, my girlfriend was taking me to go get my W-2 from uh, Remcor, the company I was working for doing shutdowns. Okay. This was uh, beginning of March. Mm-hmm. We got rear-ended at a stop sign. Okay. Well, the I get out to see how bad the damage was. And uh, two, two, pay, two uh, males got out the back. Uh, they were, they were at being ignorant about it. How so? And uh, they were pissed off. Mm-hmm. They were they were cussing at me. Okay. Uh, hell, honestly, I didn't know if they were going to try and jump me or not. Gotcha. Uh, they said I called their sister a bitch when the only word I said to their sister was whenever she got out the car when she was a driver, I asked her if she was okay. And you didn't call her a bitch? F- hell no. Okay. I'm No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I wasn't there, but it doesn't seem like that's your, your MO just based on knowing you for 30 minutes. And I can't necessarily picture you getting out of a car and calling somebody a bitch, but I also can't necessarily picture you calling somebody a nigger. So what do I know? <laughs> well, I'm, like I said, if you're going to call, if you're going to act it, I'm a cop. I call it how I say it. Just so like you, if, I, if I'm being, uh, if I'm being racist to somebody or I'm being, white trash or whatever the fuck I'm doing shit. I expect to be called out on. See the, and the thing is this too, which is really interesting for me. I'm born and raised in San Diego. California is so much different, but I have a lot of family in little rock, Arkansas. I've been down in the South. The South is so much different. It's the cultures are so much different out there than it is out here. 
And so I think there it's more common that like you might say that to me and I might say that to you and then you go on about your business here. It would be much more shocking. It's much more shocking when it happens. But so, so yeah. I, I fucked up the story anyway because I talk too much sometimes. So they got out of the car. They were saying this and that. They were, and then, and then what happened? And then you just called him a nigger, and and then what happened next? Not, I didn't say it to him because I knew if I would have, it would have been hell to pay, and I didn't feel like going to jail for fighting and right cause a lot more problems. Right, right, right. <laughs> but. What I said to them was, y'all just get back in the, or watch where the fuck y'all are going. Mm-hmm. Because they were at, okay, we're at the stop sign, y'all rear end us. Mm-hmm. And they're blaming it on us. Mm-hmm. And they're getting pissed off about it and everything else. Cussing at me when all I did was get out to see how bad the damage was, because one, that's our only way to go. Mm-hmm. And I'd, it'd be better for me to tell my girlfriend than her to get out the car and actually look at it herself. It was if it was fucking horrible, right? You know. So let me ask you this: Why? But why that choice of word? Because I can totally understand in that situation. Like you rear-ended me, you fucking idiot. Like I might say that. Like you. Like what the fuck is wrong with you, idiot? Like that's the word that would come to mind for me. Not necessarily something that's about race. Like why? Why did that word come to mind versus just like what was really going on, which is there being idiots? Why, why wouldn't you think to say you're because they were bystanders in the car. Mm -hmm. I know I uh, did not use the word ignorant. I used the other term for it. Sure. I didn't say it to them. I didn't say it in front of them or I just, when I got back in the car, I said, they are starting to act like fucking niggers. So if this is a, if this was a white guy and I just, and I'm doing this purely for under, for understanding, I hope, you know, I'm not like fucking interrogating you. I don't, wouldn't do that. Oh, you good, man. I keep saying that. I just want to make sure you don't think I'm coming from some like, intentional like i'm not coming from some place with an agenda i'm just asking questions so because i want to understand for myself so yeah you want a better understanding of why i I just want to understand yeah yeah so if this was a white guy that did that and he was being ignorant rear-ended you got out of the car blah 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 whatever bullshit what word would you use to to call what what would you probably have called him or her being equally ignorant what would you have called them well, if it was a female that was a bystander acting the way they were, wondering if I was about to get hit or whatever else, I would have called her a bitch. And if it was a guy? I probably would have called him a dumbass bastard and ignorant fucker. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. See, that's the thing like, for me is like it crosses a different line when you say when you say nigger instead of just saying you dumbass ignorant bastard. Like for me, if if somebody hit me, I wouldn't care if they were Asian, white, black, whatever. I'm calling them like I see it. And that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with race. Now, I'll admit white people have a certain characteristic when they're being ignorant. Black people have a certain characteristic when they're being ignorant. Everybody has their version of it. And they look different because cultures are different. Language is different. It sounds different. It looks different. I I get that. And so I get also even how maybe you're saying this is that kind of ignorance and that's what I call that. And you're in the South where that's where that culture is. So I understand it. I just wonder. um, I I, I could have went about it a better way than I did to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I, I know I could have, but. Well, here's where it comes down to. And this is why I asked a question about the flag too, right? It's like, it's kind of, this is the thing, the Confederate flag, and this is my take on it from afar. So the Confederate flag, maybe to you having done the research, you say, well, it doesn't mean that it means this, but you do know that to other people, it means something else. And so it can be offensive to them in that way. And I wonder if there's a party that goes, I know that's what you think. I don't care. Fuck you too. If there's some sort of kind of arrogance or, or, or inconsideration that comes along with that flag intentionally, do you think so? To people? Yes. My outlook on it is they're trying to take away history and Southern heritage and what the South actually fucking stood for. Right. Right. That is my outlook on it. It's so, not, so, so, it so don't have to do with people or nothing else. It has to yeah. do with what the fuck they're taking away. So is it fair to say that the, the people in the South are, are at that time wanted to keep slavery much more than the people in the North? I think that's a fair <laughs> statement, is it not? Just because you kind of had to run to the North to be free. To me, that means, okay, in the North, you're free. In the South, you're not. And you, maybe, you, I mean, yeah. you can think of it like that, but you also have yeah. to think about how many people in the South were at the Underground Railroad. Uh-huh. Started from the South to go up North. Right. Just like there was people up North who didn't want slavery to end, just like there was people in the South. Mm. It, it I was a, I mean, that's... When but the, but the down, Underground Railroad was like a tunnel they had to dig to get the fuck out of the South because it was dangerous, right? Yes, but if the if the people who was called helping the uh, black people get up north to where they could be free or uh-huh. what they what was claimed as free, right? They were fucking killed and tortured, mm-hmm. trying to help people, right? Right. No, there were some that, people that wanted to help for sure. Yeah. I mean, but, it really depends on how you want to look at it. Well, there's, but the thing is this, there's no a hundred percent anything, right? Like in the North, you, there weren't a hundred percent of people who supported freeing slavery, but there were yeah. a better majority of it. And in the South, not everybody wanted slaves to, you know, be black people to be slaves. But I think there was a fair vast majority of people who wanted to keep black people enslaved. And, and, and so I think that's what people connect that flag to is like, and I think that's the way that history is kind of written. And maybe that's true. Maybe that's not true. But I think for the most part, people feel like the South, the Confederate army, they were more inclined to keep slavery. And that's what that flag represents to them. And so I just think when people see that, that's what they see. And I think they see people that wave that flag today and say, that's not what it means. I think they think that like you say that, but you don't really mean that you probably still hate black people say the word nigger, blah, blah, blah. I want my, I, just, my I think sister's that's difficult. black. I, there's right. No, I'm not saying you, I'm saying, Oh, I know. I'm just, yeah, yeah. You know, I think, you know, I know what I think it is. You know what I think it's like, I think it's similar to this. Okay. So you got this word nigger. And at, at the time, it was a really, really bad word, really hurtful word, blah, blah, blah. And oh, then yeah. at some point, black culture took that word and tried to modernize it and take it and make it something different. 
but it creates a lot of confusion because it's just another variation of the word. And so to some people, they're like, oh, this is our word. This is what it means to us. You can't use it that way. But other people are like, what do you mean? It's the same word. You guys say it to yourselves, right? And so it creates that whole confusion because there's so much gray area or there's ability to create gray area. I feel like the Confederate flag is a very similar thing to that, where it's like, to you know what it means to a lot of people. You take it and say, that's not what it means to us, but you still know that to everybody else, it means that. And that creates this like forever debating area that'll probably never be okay. It'll never be okay. Nigga and nigger is going to be forever as long as those words are used. And the Confederate flag is going to be controversial as long as it's around. And I think that's a constant. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. But with that, with that being said, uh, if you pay attention, a lot of the controversy is still the North and the South Mm. when it comes to that flag. Mm. Like uh, I'd say maybe seven out of 10 black people won't have a problem with it in the South Mm. and, uh, or from the uh, original colonies that from the South that did not want to conform to the union. Got it. And uh, to where I, I, I don't live up north, I don't live east, I don't live west. I live right dab, dab in the south central. Hmm. And uh, so I might be wrong on what I'm about to say. If I am, shit, I'll have to look it up to see if I'm wrong. And I'll fucking say something about it later eventually or whenever I get the chance to. Uh-huh. But a lot of the controversy is still the north and the south. Because a lot of the people who are up north are still heard about it, and there's you see what I mean. You it, think they're still upset about it, losing a war? Huh? You think they're still? Oh no, they didn't lose the war. So you think they're still no. just upset about fighting the civil war? Yes, <laughs> or not, probably not even that. Like, uh, it's hard to put into words. Gotcha. Uh, but it's just a constant conflict. Yes, it is. And honestly, what would help out a lot is every time a white person kills a black guy, it's nine times out of ten, it's heard about. Mm. But like a white guy kills a white guy or a black man kills a black man, you don't really hear about that. I agree. To where social media is also causing a lot of the segregation, a lot of the hate, and a lot of the bullshit. I agree with that. I do agree that the media loves to sensationalize black on white or white on black crime uh, much more. And uh, and I do think that it hurts. Let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you a couple more questions just about this race stuff. And I don't want to take up too much of your time because I want to make sure you spend some time with your daughter and, and you've been gracious with your time already. Let me ask you this, because we'll get into kind of some more modern uh, race issues. I'd love to know how you feel about it. And I'm also going to interview a couple other people on this topic, um, somebody who's like super pro-black. And I just want to get everybody's perspective and figure out where we are in today's culture. So BET, the television station. Mm-hmm. There, there was a time he said mm-hmm. there was no I'll, I'll say that because they have a lot of good shows oh i don't like, know i don't have cable i just have netflix but from, from what, what i did like they've got there's a lot of good shows and there's a lot of like it, it's a damn good station okay 
So here's I actually I actually I actually don't know if I agree with that. I actually personally am not so excited about BET. There was a time where I do believe black people had a hard time getting jobs um, in in Hollywood. I think there was a time where black people didn't get a lot of acting roles, leading roles, behind the scenes roles. If they did, oh yeah, no doubt. If they did, they were hardcore typecast as like just fucking slaves all the time or servants. Like that was the only kind. That was definitely a thing. And then BET came around and said, okay, you know what? We're going to give blacks the opportunity to have roles, uh, normal roles, you know, elegant roles, classy roles, intelligent roles. I think that was fair. And I think that served a purpose. Now, I feel like we're at a time where that's less of a thing. And I feel like BET to some uh, extent perpetuates this kind of more typical black idea idea of how black people are and i almost feel like at this point the light they show black people in is very typical a lot of times and stereotypical and then and i feel like they play into that for ratings because they know that people will watch that but that just maybe makes more people continue to act a certain way and then the other thing i think is there's some merit to that idea that if there was a white entertainment television it would be unacceptable, but there's a black entertainment television and it's okay. And I think that I don't think that's a good message for I don't think that message is helpful for either side. What do you think? I agree with you. I, I don't know how BET is now. I haven't had cable or anything like that in quite a few years. Right. But from when I did, from when I saw, it was how you said, and I'm I'm not up to date on how it is now. Neither I, am I. Neither am I. But what I've seen from it, I just I don't feel like it's beneficial. I don't think it's pushing any culture forward. I think it's yeah. hanging on to old ideas and stereotypes and throwing that back in people's faces, mirroring yeah. it so that they'll continue to watch it. But that also I think prohibits people from growing beyond that. And I do think, again, there's merit to the idea that, like, how is that acceptable? But even, I, you know, I, I, do you think, let me ask you this. Do you think that, uh, do you think there's an un, unfair thing happening where it's almost acceptable for people to be racist against whites, but not acceptable for whites to be, you know, racist against other uh, cultures and races? Do you think that happens? Yes, I do. How do you feel about that? Because I try to put myself sometimes in the shoes, which people are scared to do that. I feel like a lot of times, like I'll get called out, I'm sure, just for even saying this. But I feel like in order to understand the other side, you always have to try to put yourself in their shoes. If I was a not racist white person, I feel like I'd feel unfairly attacked in today's society because anything, I feel like you have to walk on eggshells. Is that a thing? Yes, because they're... uh... When I went, uh, when I was in middle school in Mississippi, it was a mostly black school. Mm-hmm. Any little thing you did, or the way you carried yourself, or whatever, it, mm-hmm. you'd have to worry about whether or not he's being racist. Let's beat the shit out of this bitch. Mm. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I look at comments. Especially now, I'm doing research and trying to find guests for this uh, upcoming episodes that we're working on, and it just reminds me. It's so the the way that I see people freely talk bad about white people in a really racist way, and but, oftentimes those are the same people who who complain about you know racism being perpetrated against them. I feel like there's some kind of 
hypocrisy happening there sometimes. Yeah. Okay. I'm a. Uh, if you sit back and pay attention, how often do you actually hear a white person saying they're being other uh, racial stuff is uh, being done to them in a negative manner? How often do you hear white people complain about racism against them is what you're saying? Yeah. Um, honestly, I can't think of a time. And you know yourself, it happens all the fucking time. And it's worse than what it is on whites against blacks now. That's a good point. I it it really is. Why, so why do you think that is? Why do you think that white people... Uh, and maybe there's times, I think maybe I can kind of recollect a few times where people, you know, say stuff here and there, but it's definitely not prevalent. Why do you think white people aren't as bothered by it? Because, I mean, my point of view on it, I can't speak in general. I can only speak from my point of view. Mm-hmm. Slavery is abolished. There's no more slaves. Mm-hmm. For the most part, a lot of people get along. Right. With a yellow, black, white fucking uh asian whatever you know that was yellow (laughs) now yellow is mexican oh no that's brown come on man brown fried is mexican yellow is the chinese anyway i'm fucking with you but okay so what are you saying oh uh oh yeah uh my point of point of view on that is because we really don't hold on to shit. Like something happens, it happens. Like you, you can't fucking change it. You're a hell of a lot better from where y- y'all were then. Mm-hmm. I, God, I hate saying it like that. That's okay. Say what you just. From, it's easier to from get where y'all out. were then to yeah. how y'all are now. Yeah, it's a major fucking improvement, so, and it is a hell of a lot better than mm. honestly a lot of the situations that white people are in now Hmm. so you're saying it's equal now my my opinion in a way it is like everybody has the same rights i mean Mm -hmm. anybody can get a fucking job now hell even illegal immigrants can get a fucking job right so the opportunity is equal here's what i would think that you're going to hear on the other side I think on the other side, what you would hear is even if there's equal opportunity now, there's this generational, uh, you know, generational wealth and generational education that's been passed down from whites. And that same thing isn't, you know, blacks today don't benefit from that because so many generations, they didn't have opportunities. And now you're kind of starting from a lower starting point. I think that's what you're going to hear on the other side. And I think the reason why you're going to see maybe more blacks focusing on racial issues and upset about it and having animosity and whites not, I think what you would hear is that, you know, maybe white people have it better. So it's like if you're winning and somebody's losing and they're talking shit about you, you don't give a fuck because you're winning. So you don't even pay any attention. But when you're losing, all you can really do is focus on the person who's winning especially if you feel like they cheated. So I think that maybe feels like the dynamic for a lot of people. Do you think that's yeah. fair? Do you think that's not fair? 
No, that's fair to say, but at the same time, you can't let what the hell you were brought up with affect to how the fuck you are and how the hell you're gonna be. I agree that is that. for you to put your foot in the ground and you fucking start moving up and quit using all this other shit to keep you held down and that's that you're allowing to keep you held down. I agree with that. In in 2020, the opportunities that are at everyone's fingertips from your phone, your computer, you can start a business, you can get a job, even though maybe it's not always an even playing field, you can in 2020 pretty much accomplish anything that you want. And there's no excuse for anybody, even in other countries, third world countries are able to now create opportunities for themselves through the internet. There's really no, there's really no excuse for complaining about why you are where you are. It's on you today. Yes. That I agree with 100%. I mean, hell, I grew up fucking dirt poor. Right. Shit. Uh, wondering uh, if our lights were going to get cut off. I mean, I grew up fucking poor as hell. Right. And I didn't let that keep me held down. I didn't. Hell, I had to drop out of school in ninth grade to help my mom and dad with bills and shit. Mm. I, had to, I had to quit school because I had to work. Mm. And I still don't have my. Get your GED. Yeah. I went to YCP, uh, Youth Challenge Program, to get my GED. Oh, okay. Fucked myself up there, pushed myself so hard in a, about a week that it caused my kidneys to shut down completely. And uh, that fucked me out of that. And What's YCP? I can say, sir? What was that? What did you say you went to, YCP? Yes, it's a Youth Challenge Program. It's oh, okay. basically like uh, boot camp. Oh, okay. But people who need to get their GD, they can get their GD. Or people who are uh, for juveniles uh-huh. who are in trouble with the law, they can go there and it'll keep them from going to juvie or jail or whatever. Gotcha. We have shit like that out here too, job yeah. core and like other other programs. So 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 last thing I'll ask you on this: Do you think? Um, do you think race issues are getting better or, or, or do you think there's ever going to be a time where I don't think it'll ever be gone. I don't think racism will ever be completely gone. There's always going to be someone out there who calls you out and the only thing they can think of is your color or that just creates, you know, a lot of, a lot of what we see too, that we're calling it the wrong thing. We're calling it differences in color, but really it's differences in culture. Black people, it is. there's a black culture where there's a certain music, there's a certain food and it's okay to not like somebody's music and food. You don't have to, right? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's the problem is we've blended this whole color thing with the culture thing. And we feel like we have to like everybody and accept everybody. I don't have to like your music or like your food or this and that, but I also don't have to hate you for it. I can just say, I don't like that culture. I don't, that's not for yeah. me. You know what I mean? Uh, and I don't think that'll ever go away or should go away. I don't think we're all going to be listening to the same song and eating the same food one day. That's stupid. Um, but do you think in general, just kind of the more like flat out racism shit is going away? Honestly, no. Until it stop, it quits being so publicized. Mm. And even then, it's not going to go away. That will help out a lot. Mm. I mean, more than a lot. That will help out substantially. You know what because I think? So, when, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Because what? When, it, when all you're saying is... All you're saying is the white on black hate. Because it makes a better news story. Exactly. And that, that's that. what gets everybody fired up and 
and it's a lot of bullshit. I agree with that. I do agree that the media, the media tends to fan the flames because it's, uh, it's better for ratings. It's more viral. And also it gets people riled up and pissed off because it feeds into old ideas and a lot of, you know, hundreds years old history. Uh, yeah. you know, and then it sets off another wave of six months, a year of anger and it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And that's what causes a lot of the problems today. I think, you know, what helps the one thing is that the media today is becoming less and less and less and less important because people are getting, uh, more people have a voice, right? So it used yeah. to be the news was like, you turn on Fox, you turn on CNN or whatever. And that was it. You basically had four or five places to get the news and they controlled the entire narrative. And now there's so many people that have a voice online that I think people are getting to interact with each other more one-on-one and get the news from the source and get the vibe from the source. Shit like what I'm doing right now. This is me talking to you. We're getting along perfectly fine. It's not awkward. Uh, I would sit down and have a beer with you any day. And I think when people get a chance to see this more, and if this happens more, then the idea starts to kind of uh, subside that all black people, all white people, uh, have to always be different or always have to have a wedge drawn between them or if they interact, it always has to be forced or awkward. I think that idea starts to go away. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, anyway, I hope so. I hope so because I think it's fucking stupid. I think it's a waste of energy. The other thing that I think is important is like uh, education. I think the more educated we are, the less we, we care about stupid shit. That's another yeah. thing. You know what I mean? And like I said, a lot of people, they don't actually go and educate themselves. I agree with that. All right. Well, Gene, uh, I told you it was going to be a half an hour and we're probably working up on an hour and a half. So I appreciate you being so generous with your time, man. No problem, man. Uh, It's been a pleasure. I'm so happy that you're spending time with your daughter. She seems beautiful and you're a lucky man, as am I, to be a parent. It's the best thing on earth. Stay strong. Appreciate it. Stay positive no matter what happens. That little girl needs you, and you're just in the beginning leg of the race, man. Don't throw it all away. Don't kill grandpa. Don't fucking cut yourself. Don't do any of that shit because no, she's just getting started, and she needs you. You got a big heart. Appreciate it, man. Take it easy, brother. Appreciate you for having me, man. Right on, man. See ya. Hey, guys. It's Rain again. Uh, I really enjoyed my talk with Gene. And right after we talked, he messaged me on Facebook to share a few more details that he wasn't comfortable talking about publicly. He really confided in me, and he asked if we could stay connected so he could ask me for advice from time to time or just shoot the shit. And I was happy about that. I accepted his Facebook request immediately, and I'm looking forward to keeping up with him. Now think about what that represents. We're talking about a white guy running around in the Deep South waving a confederate flag and calling people racial slurs and with just the slightest amount of love and understanding now he's got a brown big brother in california and all it took was just a few minutes of open conversation where we could express each other's ideas without worrying about the other person getting mad and where we work together to try to come to a mutual understanding rather than the usual heated debate that happens every time somebody mentions a sensitive subject. Now that's one. 
And I'll make it my life's mission to end this problem of racism if I have to talk to every racist black and white person myself. But if you feel the same way I feel, then you can get one or two, and together we can get this shit done a lot faster. Now before I go, I want to add some context to clear something up that I said about BET. It's not that I think BET shouldn't exist. That's not true. There needs to be a place where that culture lives and is represented. But how about calling it something related to the culture, not the color, not black entertainment television? Something that doesn't try to put all people of color into one basket and force the world to identify them, us, me, with a culture without their permission. Because if I don't share the same ideas as BET, then isn't it misleading for them to go around telling everybody that I do? BT, if you hear me, I think it's time to update the app for some bug fixes and improvements. There's still a place for you. Just update it. Until next time, guys, I'm Rain, and thanks for listening to Web Chats.